The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to discuss elevating product design through customer empathy. Joining us is Mattia Santin, who is the Chief Marketing Officer at Hotjar, which enables product teams to have empathy with their end users and deliver value by making the right product improvements fast. Hotjar's product experience insight software is used on more than 1.1 million websites, and its unique mix of quantitative and qualitative data is driving product decisions in over 180 countries. And today, Mattia and I are going to discuss maximizing customer empathy with product design. All right, here's the first part of my conversation with Mattia Santin, the Chief Marketing Officer at Hotjar. Mattia, welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for having me, Ben. appreciate it. Excited to have you on the show. Excited to learn a little bit about one of the mainstays in the MarTech industry. I think that Hotjar, probably a tool that most marketers have heard of at some point in their career, been around for a long time, got lots of staying power. First off, for the people that might not have heard of Hotjar, give us a, a little overview of what the product does. Hotjar, as you mentioned earlier, we really focus on product experience and sites. And the best way I can explain it, and this is actually my favorite definition, is really about finding the why after the what. You have obviously a lot of tools out there that give you a lot of information about product analytics, customer analytics, but really finding out the why behind numbers, I think that's what the ambition for Hotjar is. And really helping our customers in really creating a better experience for their customer, creating a better web. And this is what we do. As you mentioned, we are expanding quite rapidly into new markets. We're just launching new features, introducing AI. We can talk about it maybe a little bit later on that. Expanding into geos and making our product suite even larger with more solutions. I would say the growth has been quite rapid over the last few years, but as you mentioned, a very large audience of loyal fans of the brand. It's like a marketing and product utility, in my opinion. It's one of those things that if you're doing any sort of customer research, conversion rate optimization, these type of tools where you're getting your click tracking and your heat maps haven't necessarily become ubiquitous, but have become incredibly important and valuable. So let's talk a little bit about some of the understandings that you can get from your things like click tracking, from your heat maps. Great, people look at the top of the page more than the bottom of the page, or they started left and they went right. What does that actually tell you about what's happening with the customer and how does it impact how you design your products? 
It's a combination there. I think you were right on a lot of customer know Hotjar because of heat maps, right? That was our bread and butter. That was the first product. It's really about the expansion of the suite into more solutions. We've added surveys and feedback. We've added user research and interviews to the mix. And I think the sweet spot is really finding the combination of the tool that helps customers finding their answers. It's not only about heat maps. I think the heat maps is really the starting point, but finding the connection between the three products is the important step. In general, as a marketer, again, it's really easy to be trapped into the vast array of information you have with the normal either marketing tools or product analytics. By going deeper, one level deeper into really observing what our customers are doing, where they're clicking, but also have an interaction with them through the surveys and feedback, that is the step to take into really being a more of a empathy-based and customer-centric analysis of the data. Now, you mentioned being empathy-based. How can you tell, well, a mouse went from left to right and then down and then over and then clicked three times? How does that tell you what the customer is actually feeling? How does that work into empathy? I would say in general, it's about having that focus to begin with. It goes back to, again, I've been working for a lot of companies before Hotjar, right? And seen exposed a lot of data. And as a marketer, I've been lucky enough to manage very large budgets. Now we're talking about Uber before, right? And many other companies where my team and I were responsible for managing all this budget. And typically by stopping at certain type of metrics and being eager to just make a conclusion, then you really stop at the numbers. You don't really look at the customers behind those numbers. So really understanding getting some more of a qualitative type of metrics on a regular basis. That's the other element. So I've been part, obviously, of customer research studies in previous companies done every three months, six months, et cetera. And on a doc basis can be powerfully useful, but only if when ingrained on an ongoing basis in everything you do as a marketing team or as a product team, that's where we really start seeing the difference. So when you find the sweet spot between really looking at customer qualitative information, either being heat maps or you actually observe the behavior of the customer recording, so you can really see firsthand the behavior of the customer and then ask them for feedback, ask them for information to make your product better or your marketing experience better or your messaging better, that's where you really start seeing the sweet spot and the impact of your work compared to maybe, again, a more of a sporadic analysis of your customer insights. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then, and instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? 
Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. I guess one of the questions I have when it comes to understanding what's happening with your website is even if you're looking at a screen recording and you're watching somebody browse through, how are you understanding who they are, what their mindset is? Great, we've got a visitor that clicked through three product pages, added something to the cart, completed a conversion, abandoned the cart, came back, and then we viewed the abandoned cart session. How do you know what they're really looking for? How do you know what their mindset is? And piece together all of the information you need to basically make that customer journey more useful. In my experience, is really about using all the assets you have in your arsenal, right? The connection of not only the recording. I think that it goes back into if you're using a tool for only one part of its features, it's a matter of time getting a bigger data set, more sessions in a larger pool to make assumption on the why, right? Based on that data set. But when you start connecting, as I mentioned, the recordings together with the ability to ask for feedback to customers and really have an interaction with them or potentially engaging with them through interviews, that's where you start, again, connecting the full power of the tool, right? And not only looking at one single recording and try to make a big conclusion of it. In certain cases, obviously, the recording by itself will be powerful enough to show you the way at least to connect what you see with assumption on the why and to apply iterative design and start testing and see obviously the behavior post change, see what change that drives. But it's again, a combination of using all different tools and features with the data that you already have, obviously on other sides with your knowledge of the product and really by not being afraid of potentially driving changes based on the data that you see. So I guess that leads me to the question of when you are getting your feedback about what the customer's journey is and you're starting to piece together an understanding of who they are and the context of why they're exhibiting behaviors, how do you build that into not only your product feature set, but also your outbound marketing? It starts with looking at the data is trying to identify, okay, what is the problem that your customers are facing? And it's really defining what is the problem to begin with. And based on that problem, the next step is to identify, okay, what type of potential solution can we generate? And as a marketing team, how do we message that into a showcase that you understand the problem and messaging, okay, this is what we're going to do about it. And obviously not everything will be a full-blown campaign to drive, you know, communicate it. It will have to be iterative or sampled to test it, both in product and in marketing. But it's that step from connecting the data that you see, again, the what, the assumption on the why based on the qualitative data you're receiving from the tool into the uh, creating MVP and a prototype to test that solution. And not everything will be a haha moment, right? That will be immediately a big impactful low-hanging fruit. Some of it will take time and iterations to get to that right spot, but it starts with putting the qualitative data first in the process. I guess the last question I have for you today is when you're getting this type of data that can be so rich, so much fidelity, understanding how a user is interacting with your website essentially in real time, it can feel like everything is an aha moment. How do you avoid being biased by a small sample when you're looking at your screen recordings and not just assume, well, today we got three clicks on the left side, so we should weight our entire website towards one side. How do you make sure that when you're viewing your samples, you're actually taking something that's statistically significant and not being biased? 
this is about balancing again the excitement for finding some data and, and wanting to act with making sure that that test is significant, making sure that you have the sample size is big enough and making sure that the time is passed is big enough. It's about really putting also yourself again in the shoes of the customers and really trying to understand why that behavior could have happened and to really decide, okay, not jump into conclusion too quickly. Again, the tool is extremely powerful. The data is extremely powerful, but it's the action that you take that obviously will dictate the results. You know, at the end of the day, there's always a balance between quantitative and qualitative data. You can take your quantitative data, look at mass experiences of all of your customers and make some broad assumptions. You can look at your qualitative data and see in great detail what's happening with one specific user. And the answer is you need both signals to understand what's happening and why, but also is it a problem that's happening broadly? And that's why tools like Hotjar are so incredibly valuable. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Matias Santin, the Chief Marketing Officer at Hotjar. Join us again tomorrow when Matias and I continue our conversation talking about utilizing analytics to understand customer feedback. If you can't wait till our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Matias, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is Matias Santin. That's M-A-T-T-I-A-S-A-N-T-I-N. Or you can visit his company's website, which is hotjar.com, H-O-T-J-A-R.com. And also on our show notes, you can find a link to the Hot Sauce event, which is happening in New York City on November 2nd and November 3rd, where you can get together with some of the other users and some of the team members of Hotjar for their first ever flagship event. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.